Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. So as we get started today, we're uh, back in uh, what we call our Fearless Family series. And uh, I want to just ask you this question. Have you ever noticed how that people uh, in our culture today that will tell you anything? Like, there is nothing private anymore, right? I mean, like, people just don't do that. Now, I sort of got a taste of this uh, several years ago. When I first became the pastor of this church, we were in Forest Park, and uh, our church was about 75 people. As a matter of fact, I was, I was 26 years old, and so you can imagine that I was, you know, I was a kid that wanted, I wanted to act like I knew more than I knew, right? I mean, you know, I... At 26, you weren't trying to impress everybody you can. So um, one Sunday, Rhonda and I had pulled up to the church, and I had a little bitty office to the, to the right of that sanctuary. I mean, a little bitty, like a claw that had been made into an office. And so it had the word pastor on it, you know. Like, I got a title now, pastor, you know. And so I uh, went in that office that morning, and I, I got a little knock on the door. And there was this lady that was outside the door and said, Pastor, can I talk to you? I'm like, yes, you can. You've entered to the presence of the almighty Reverend Jeff Dawes. Yes, you can. And so she, you know, I was excited to have somebody. I was going to fix somebody's problem, you know. So, so she says, uh, can I just share with you? I said, yes, ma'am. And she, she called me Brother Jeff. She said, Brother Jeff, can I share with you? I said, yes. She said, I just want you to know. Last week, she said, Brother Jeff, I just want you to know. You prayed for me, and she said, I just want you to know that God touched you. I said, yes, I'm sure he did. Now, you know, just being young, remember that. And so anyway, I said, I'm sure he, I said, oh, really? I said, well, well, that's awesome. She said, I just want you to know, before you prayed for me, my bowels had been locked up for a week. I'm thinking T TMI right now, right? It didn't stop there. She said, my bowels have been locked up for a week. She said, I just want you to know that every time I go to the bathroom, and she's standing in front of me like, every time I go to the bathroom, she said, I want you to know I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, I would love to tell you that I was very mature in that situation. And then I was like, well, God bless you. And, but I wasn't. I was like, <laughs> That was like the funniest thing I ever saw. You know, she squatted right there in my office. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyways, people will tell you anything. So the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about something today that, that none of us like to talk about. Matter of fact, I would tell you that this is the subject we're going to talk about today is that, you know, uh, husbands and wives don't like to talk about it. You know, we don't like to talk about it to our parents. We don't like to talk about it to our close friends. This is something that you never see on Facebook. People don't post this, what we're going to talk about today. We would, either, we would rather talk about 
uh, our sex lives than this issue that we're going to talk about today. The Bible says it this way. Look in 1 John 4 and 8. It tells us this is the theme verse that we've had. And I want to go back to this before I reveal to you what we're talking about. And let's read it together. Come on, this is our theme verse for this series. Let's read it. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So what we've decided is, is that our heart only has so much space in it. And the Bible says that either your space is going to be filled with fear, and if it's filled with fear, it pushes love out, or either it is going to be filled with love, and love will push fear out. And so we have to understand that anything that causes fear in our relationships and causes fear is pushing love out. And so we have to get rid of fear in order that love may grow. And so today I want to talk to you about this very, very sensitive subject of finances. The F word in families, finances. And uh, now, when I said that word to you, many of you went, oh, no, gee, no, no, no. Well, I want to tell you, you're sitting in one of two seats today, and that is this, is that either you got it all together... And you're going to be taking notes for somebody else. So you're, you got it all together, but you know somebody that's really struggling, so you're going to take these notes down, and you're going to pass it on to them. Are you like the majority of other people that you're going to be taking notes for yourself? Now, let me, I want to, uh, I want to show you a little illustration here. I read that 88% of people in our, in our country, 88%, are right on the brink of bankruptcy, 88%. So I want to show you what that looks like, all right? So I like for uh, everybody over here, you see this wooden door right over here, right, right there? See that wooden door? Everybody in front of that wooden door, so that's all of you guys right here, I want you to just stay seated, all right? Everybody else, would you just stand up right now? Would you just stand up, okay? All right, so... Yeah, all these guys that look at them, look at them like, you're doing good over there. Hey, y'all doing great, all right? Evan, look at everybody else over here. These are people that's on the verge of bankruptcy, according to st stats, you know. And I'm not saying you are, but look at that. That's what it looks like. If you were to look at our country today, this many people are on the verge of bankruptcy. You may be seated. Thank you so much for helping me with that illustration. So that's what we're talking about. Then also... 70% of our country today live paycheck to paycheck. That means if they miss one paycheck, that everything begins to spiral out of control. One paycheck, and everything spirals out of control. That means they get behind on everything, and then it's just sort of like, you know, trying to run to catch up, and it seems like it never can catch up. And here's the other reason that we're talking about it today. Jesus talked more about finances than he did heaven or hell combined. You can put them both together, and he talk more about it. And the reason is, the number one reason for divorce in our country today is finances. It's finances. And so that's why we're talking about in this marriage series, is that we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it today. So I want to I share that with you. All right, so I want to share with you this, what I call the fearless finance. And I want to, what I'm sharing with you today is not something that I've heard. It's not something I've read. What I'm sharing with you today is a journey that I have been on, Rhonda and I have been on, that we are experiencing. 
So what I want to tell you is that today you have an opportunity to get great wisdom. What is great wisdom? Great wisdom is learning from somebody else's mistakes, right? Now, you get, you get wisdom when you go through something, you learn from it, you know what? So, okay, I messed up there, but I'm not doing that again. That's wisdom. But great wisdom is learning from somebody else, so you don't have to do it. You can learn from it. So that's what we want you to have today is some great wisdom. Learn from me. So number one, would you write this down? Number one is I, I decide to get out of debt. Decide to get out of debt. Would you write that down? That is the first step in having fearless finances, making a decision to get out of debt. Now, every great thing that you do starts with a decision. Every great thing you do starts with a decision. So make the decision to get out of debt. Now, let me just share this with you. Debt is not sinful, but would you agree with me that debt can be very stressful? Would you agree with that? Are we on the same page here that just me? All right, yeah. Yes, matter of fact, Thanksgiving dinner is never the same when you owe your father-in-law money, is it? The turkey is a little more difficult to chew. And so, so today, as, uh, as we say this, I want to tell you that debt is not sinful. And, and matter of fact, it's attacking families, and that's why we're talking about it. Is that the, we had, the Bible has the answers, so we've got to give it. And uh, so today, as we look at this, I want to tell you that that finances is something that is so strong that, and it's breaking families up. Matter of fact, when I do weddings anymore, you know, we do wedding vows. And the wedding vows are becoming not until death do us part, but until debt do us part. Because that's what's happening is that when people get in debt so much, it's breaking up the families. And so you can see why I feel so compelled as a pastor who loves you wants to help you, so that's not your story. Look what the Bible says. Proverbs 22 and 7. The rich, uh, the poor are ruled by the rich, and those who borrow are what? Slaves of the moneylender. You know what that means? That means they're controlled by the people that they owe. You remember, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Right? That, not just, not just one job, but maybe two or three jobs because I owe. So listen, they're dictating how much you work. You would like to go on a vacation, but you can't because you've got to work. You've got to work those three jobs to pay the debt. And so today we want to we help you out with that. Now, let me ask you a question. How many, would you, how many of you would say, Pastor Jeff, you know what? I would feel a lot less stress in my life and a lot more freedom in my life if somebody come in and paid off my my college uh, bill, if they paid off my credit card bills, and they paid off my car payments, wouldn't you feel a little less stress in your life? Anybody besides me? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's maybe, there's a few of us, all right? The rest of you enjoy it, I guess. I don't know. What I'm saying is you feel that just, just saying that, all of a sudden you went, man, whoo, that'd be great. So today I want to tell you that's the feeling that you can live in, and that's what we want for you. All right, so let's talk about the steps. And again, let me say this to you before we go any further. If you're single here today, I'm talking to you. Listen, if you're a teenager today, I'm talking to you. If you're a college student, I'm talking to you. Do you know, Rhonda and I, uh, our daughter Caitlin's in college, and you wouldn't believe how many credit card offers she gets every day in the mail. 
So you got to get it right now, okay? You got to get it now. If you get it now, then you will avoid a lot of the pitfalls that many of us have fallen into. So here's the first step. Number one is list all that I owe. List all that I owe. I don't know if you've ever had the checkbook battle in your house. Let me explain what the checkbook battle is. That is that when, you know, like Rhonda kept the checkbook at our home, and that's when I would say, hey, I want to get this. You said, well, we ain't got the money. And I'm like, well, what have you done with our money? You know what? I work hard. Matter of fact, I work, I used to do extra jobs to get extra money so we could have money. And she said, I said, well, what did you do with the money? I just did this extra job. She said, well, we had to put tires on the car. Or, or this insurance come due. And I didn't believe her. And I'd say, oh, no, you're blowing this money, girl. And about that time, when I, you know, Rhonda's hard to push her button. I mean, it's, she's a little bit more uh, easygoing than I am. But it, and when I would push her so far, she would get the checkbook, and she would use that thing like a, I don't know, it just like a something, and throw it right at my, and I, a checkbook will take your head off. Now, none of you have ever experienced anything like that, okay? So I know, all right, you, you're good. But me, we did. And so we had that battle, and here's what I want to tell you. When we sat down and we wrote it all out, what we owed on paper, when she did it, she wrote down everything that we owed on paper, and she showed me, I like to have died. Ladies, let me tell you, gentlemen, whoever's keeping the checkbook in your home, let me tell you something, your spouse has no clue as to what you owe and how much money it takes. When she put that on paper and she said, Jeff, this is what it takes for us to live. And I went down, I said, I don't believe that. And I went down through the list and I said, yeah, we got to have toilet paper. Yeah, we got to have insurance, you know. And when I went through that list, I'm telling you, I was shocked. And here's what, I, what we found out. When we did that, you know what happened? For the first time in our marriage, we got on the same page. You know why? Because we had a page to get on. And so what I, we put inside of your program now is what we call a quick start budget. And this, listen, this is not everything. It's not very, it's not 100% of everything that you owe, but this is a start. And I would challenge you to do that. If you want freedom in your home, you've got to get on the same page and do not be scared of what you're going to see. Do it. Listen, those of you who say, oh, don't worry about it. You're doing a good job. No, no, no. They need your support. So get on the same page. I want to challenge you to do that. So write it down. Okay. Letter B is this. Letter B is discipline yourself in small financial ways. Small financial ways. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus told us this is the way to greatness. Look what Jesus said. In Luke 16 and 10, Jesus said, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with what? With much. Now look how, what he said. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with what? With much. And so there's something to this little, these little decisions, these spending decisions. One of the things that I would share with you this is that, listen, you have to begin to cut out the little things. So that means that you, maybe you cannot stop by five bucks, I mean Starbucks as much. Mm. Or maybe, you know, so you have to make those, like for me, it's QT, all right? I mean, that's my addiction, all right? I don't know why, but every, our staff will tell you, anytime we go on a trip together, I want to know where the QT's at. That's right. I don't care about the hotel, just tell them where the QT's at. 
because uh, I don't know, I'm just addicted to their fountain drinks that, or whatever. So, but, so you have to cut those things out. Eating out. You, some of these ladies are like, oh boy, you just better shut up right now. All right. Listen, eating out is very expensive. And if you really want to get serious about that, you really have to take a look at that because that's the number one thing that's eating up the budget. And it's killing you. And so, you know what? We're, we're, we're trading you know, off just a few minutes of, of saying, okay, I'll just go ahead and do this. And it keeps mounting up and we have this debt that's piling up. And it's causing tension and fear in our homes. And love cannot grow. So remember that. Okay, the next thing I would tell you is cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. Cut back on monthly bills and have a sale. Now, when you finish that, just, just look at me so I know you're done. Because I want to put a statement up here that's going to help you out. You ready? Everybody ready? All right, let's throw it up. Let's read this together. You ready? Come on. I must give up to go up. Let's say it again. You ready? I must give up to go up. One of the things that we found when Rhonda and I were doing our budget is, is that I didn't want to give up a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? I said, well, we need to get better. But she said, okay, Jeff, you know, then that means that you, your golf funds, you can't go golfing as much. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, lady. Uh, don't be talking about that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I had to learn, I had to give up, and she had to give up. We had to give up to go up. And one of the things that when we actually got serious about this, and we said, okay, we're going to get serious, we cut out was cable television in our home. You know, we, our cable bill was like hundred over $100 and something a month. And we said, okay, what can we do? And that was the first thing. And we found out we could buy a $29.99 antenna and put it up and get over 40 channels. Matter of fact, you can get all the main channels, like 2, 5, and 11, and 17, and all those channels in HD with just an antenna in our area. And so, you know, now we're beyond all of that, and we can afford it, but still this day, we just have an antenna because we're like, hey, I got enough. I got all I need. I'll keep my money, you know? And, and so, so there, and let me just tell you something about this. Listen, cutting back like that, here's the deal. You cut back. But then when it comes football game time, that you want to see a good game that's not on one of those channels, it's a good time to get to know your friends. Listen, you know that friend that's bought that big screen television over there, you know, and, and got all the surround sound or whatever? Then listen, just call and say, hey, listen, Johnny, hey, I'm gonna, I'll go by and pick up some wings if you'd like to watch the game. Yeah, man, come over. He's in debt up to his eyeballs. He's You just go enjoy his stuff. Enjoy it. When we got serious, again, we got serious about this. Does anybody remember the black bears? There's still black bears around today. I don't, are they still around? Okay, well, remember when there wasn't a smartphone, but there was a Blackberry? Anybody, who had those when they first come out? Okay, yes, I did too. Matter of fact, I bought one of the first ones that come out. And, and, but as soon as I, after I'd done that, we started this serious get out of debt deal. I was the only one that had a BlackBerry with no data plan. I had the coolest, it was T, we was with T-Mobile then, I had the coolest, latest, greatest BlackBerry because that data plan was $35 a month. And I, we got serious. Remember, you got to give up. So I would be around and people would say, oh, man, that's a cool phone. And, and that's when you know you just started going on the Internet with your phone. It was like, hey, would you look this up for me? I'm like, man, I can't do that. 
what, what, I just can't, I can't do it right now. I didn't tell him I didn't have dad. I'm like, I just can't do it right now. I'm sorry. For two years, I carried around a phone without dad on it because we got serious about it. And when you get serious about it, you make a decision to do it, you can do it. And so I'm telling you, cut back in those little ways. And then, you know, sometimes you just got to sell something. You got to sell, you got to say, okay, well, you know what? I really cannot afford this car. I really cannot afford this. And you got to decide what it is. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with putting a for sale sign on it and, and, and doing the best you can to get out of that. Because, listen, when, when you're so uptight all the time because of finances, you love can't grow. I can tell you, you know, Rhonda and I, when we couldn't afford to go out and have a happy meal, we were sad. Why? Because you can't have a happy meal. I mean, like, when you can't afford to go out and buy, buy yourself a hamburger because you don't have any money, you know, because the bills have, are due, then I want to tell you something. Love's not growing in that, baby. I'm mad because she's mad because I can't go take her out, and I'm mad because she don't want to go, you know, because we can't go out. And it's just bad. And it's, it's like this fear. What are we going to do? Love can't grow. So we have to get that out so it's worth it. One other thing before I move off of that. Some of you, the best thing that you can do is go through your bank statement when you get home because some of you are paying for a gym membership that you haven't been to in three years and it's costing you $40 a month. You haven't been there in three years. Some of you, some of you are paying for magazines. Listen to this, magazines that you ordered three years ago and you've not looked at the first magazine and it's costing you $12 a month. All of those things add up. They all add up. And when they add up, it causes a big problem. Listen, it's the little decisions. It's the little things. Oh, I can afford. You know, like, like the Netflix. You know, you can get the, the minimum package or you can get the extreme package. And so, listen, learn to watch a few commercials. Save yourself, you know, 10 or $15 a month. I don't, so we have to make those decisions like that. Okay, letter D is this. Is add no new debt. Would you write that down? Add no new debt. We buy things with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. Say it one more time. We buy things with money we don't have to impress people that we don't like. It's amazing to me when we talk about this adding no new debt. Let me tell you something. The best thing that you can do when you're about to make a, a financial timeout. Do you know how people celebrate a $200 a month raise? You know how they celebrate that? They say, oh, here, $200 raise. This is how we celebrate them. This is what they do. They go out and get a $400 a month car payment. Did you hear that? Most of us, if when, we get a, when we get a $200 a month raise, we go, oh, I got a $200 a month raise, I can go buy a car, and we get a $400 a month car payment. Now, that, that didn't work out. That math didn't work out. That salesman told you, oh, you can afford this. You have to really watch what you do. Now, here's what I want to tell you. How do you avoid the bad decisions? Most bad financial decisions can be avoided with these four words right here. Look, they're coming up on the screen. Let's read them together. You ready? Not now, maybe later. Not now, maybe later. That's it. Not now, maybe later. And so I want to challenge you that when you're thinking about buying something, you know, you've got to ask yourself the hard question, is this really worth it? 
And if you can use those words, it will really, really help you. Okay, look what the Bible says. Hebrews 13 and 5 says this. Keep your lives free from the love of money. And let's read what's underlined. You ready? Be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And what God is saying is this. That, listen, God wants to supply your needs. But most of the time, what we would do is that our culture says, just go sign for it. When God says, I want you just to pray for it. There's a lot of things that you're swiping your card to get or you're signing a note on that maybe if you just prayed for it a while, that maybe God would send it to you or provide it for you. We don't give God an opportunity to be our Heavenly Father, do we? We just go out and get it. And then we've got to live with the debt. And it's, it's killing our families. We're stressed out. It called the finances. And so we've got to make better decisions. All right. So, I want to give you letter E, and that is this. Letter E is join a financial peace group. Join a financial peace group. We're, you're in, listen, today's your lucky day because we're offering these in October. I want to tell you about these financial groups. These groups, that, that's what Rhonda and I went through in 2008. And I want to tell you, it changed my thinking because I grew up, my father always said, now son, you're always going to have a car payment. Son, you're always going to have a car payment. You know, you're always going to have this bill. And I grew up believing that. But I want to tell you something. We haven't had a car payment in years. In years. And you know what? Now, we're driving a 2004 Envoy. And, uh, but you know what? It still drives good. It still rides good. And you know, uh, while we're going, especially while we're going through this I Will initiative, we made a decision that, no, we're going to give that money to I Will. And we're going to wait. But I can tell you, I sleep really good at night with that thing in my garage. Now, sometimes when I see these, the, you know, this car, there's this F-150 go by. I got to tell you, my, my warner turns on real big, but I made this commitment to God about I will, so we're waiting. But after that, we'll be able to afford it because we've been saving a long time. And so anyways, I want to tell you, this financial peace group is real. We had a couple in our church that had over $110,000 on credit cards. I didn't know you could charge up that much. I mean, outside of their house payment, outside of their car payments, outside of their insurance, $110,000 on credit cards. And they went through this financial peace group. And after doing that, it took them five years, but they paid themselves out of that. And today they are financially free. So I'm telling you that it, it can happen. It can happen. We had, a young, we had some young people in our churches. There's a, a couple I'm thinking about right now. I didn't get their permission, permission so I won't share their names. But, but you know, they, they adopted this. They went through financial peace as a young child. I mean, as a young child, as teenagers. And when they got married, they decided that they would live on cash and they would not borrow anything. And so they made everything a cash decision they went to buy their house, and they were like, the banks looked at them like, okay, you have no credit history. But you know what? They liked that because they didn't have no bad credit history either. And they gave them a great loan and a great deal. And so they own their house, but that's all they owe for, and it's very affordable. They can manage it. And so they made that decision. So it keeps you out of trouble. And let me just tell you, this is going to cost you $100 to take this class. It's $100 per family. Each kid you can get for a family or a person, whatever. 
So it's $100 a couple, or if you go through it by yourself, it still costs you $100. Let me just, and people say, well, Pastor Jeff, you know, that's a lot of money. Let me tell you something. That is, that's peanuts to compare to what you're going to get out of. Listen, I would, you, if I said $100, if you give me $100 right now, I can take away half your stress load, you'd be down here right now saying, here. And you say, well, I don't have $100. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's the good news. You've got about four weeks to get it. Today, we'll let you make a payment. Matter of fact, if you would say, you know what, I can give $10 a day, or I can give $20 a day, then you just write your name on an envelope, and you put Financial Peace Group, we'll put it in a little savings account for you here. Because we want you to go through it. You say, well, I don't know if I can do that. Well, let me tell you something. If somebody told you that you was going to lose your life within four weeks unless you come up with $100 that you could not borrow, I tell you, you go sell, you go on eBay real quickly and you'd get that $100. And some of us, our, our lives are at that are at stake, so I want to challenge you to do it. Do whatever you can to get in there. So we have two classes that will be going on this fall, and, the, and they're, the one is happening on Sunday morning at 12 p.m., and the other one is happening on Wednesday at 6 p.m. I challenge you, do your family the favor. Give yourself nine weeks of training of knowing what to do. Look, you can't do better, be better, until you know better. And Ron and I did not know better. This helped us to know better. Now we have done better. And I want it free for you. I want it for you. Okay. Number two is this. You write this down. Number two is discover the joy of generosity. Discover the joy of generosity. Where debt causes you so much stress, giving, being generous, causes you joy. It brings joy into your life. I can't explain, I can't say this enough. It is amazing how that when you can be generous to, you know, to, to, to people around you, to God's church, whenever you can be generous, it feels good to give. God wants you to be generous in that. He, and we're a generous church, and there's a lot of generous people among you right now. There's generous people here. And God blesses us because we are generous. Look what the Bible says. In Proverbs 11 and 24, it says this. Give freely and become more what? More wealthy. Now, that doesn't, I don't know if that necessarily means that your bank account all of a sudden is going to go to overflow. But what it does mean is this, is that your heart expands. You make more room. You make more room for God. And so, uh, more room for love. And then it's going, it says this. Give freely and become more wealthy. And look what it says. Be stingy and lose everything. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? The generous will, will prosper. It's God's promise. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It's very important to be refreshed. Look at the next verse with me. Jesus said this. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Give and you will. Now notice how you're going to receive. He says, you set it up yourself. He says, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, and be poured into your lap. Now let's read what's underlined. You ready? The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And so listen, he says, so our hearts have to expand with generosity. That's God's plan. You know what? It's, it's greedy people that are needy people. People that try to hold on to everything that become needy. 
but when you trust God and when, when you can be generous, you see, that's why we've got to help you get out of debt so you can be more generous. And when you be more, give more to God or give more away, it's amazing how so much comes back. Remember, what goes around comes around. The Bible says this way, what you sow, you will reap. And so I want to challenge you to do, be generous. Can I, can I look you in the eye and tell you something? Today, I don't want anything from you. I know you're probably waiting, okay, what's he going to ask me for? He's getting ready to ask us for something. I'm not really, I'm going to ask you for anything. I'm your pastor who loves you. And I want, to, I want you to go up. I prayed for you last night. I prayed for you the night before and the night before that. I prayed for you every night. And I want you to go up. And I want God's best for you. And I'm telling you, you cannot be at God's best when you got debt on your neck strangling you to death. Because Rhonda and I lived in there for over 20 years, and I can tell you it is no fun. And so what I'm telling you is freedom. What were these principles are freedom, and I want you to have it because I love you. And God wants you to be, he wants you to have better than where, where you're at. And so I want to challenge you to, to, to take these principles and apply them. And listen, those of you that, are, that, are, that God has blessed you, he expects you to be generous. You know, if God has blessed you greatly, then he expects you to sow, sow seeds, sow into his kingdom. You know, don't try, to, don't try to be stingy. Don't try to think, I've got to hold on to this, hold on to this. It's the person, when you, what you try to hold on, you eventually end up losing when you try to hold on it too tightly. And we're going to be a church that's going to say, hey, here's opportunities to be generous. And God has given you that gift and those finances. He expects you to be because he's blessed you. And so generosity is something that all of us can do. You know what? Maybe you, don't, maybe you say, Pastor Jeff, I don't have any money. Well, I, you can still be generous. You know what? You can be kind to people, right? I mean, that's where generosity starts, right? Why don't you share a smile with somebody? Hey, how you doing? All right, yeah, you. Start there. Start, shake someone's hand. Be generous to people, right? That's what I'm talking about. Not just with money, but with your life. Be generous. Be willing to share. Don't be like the guy, you know, there was a guy that I worked with one time, said, hey, says, you know, here's a, here's, a, I got this, he had a nice candy bar, you know, and it was like, man, it, 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 all of us like was just drooling over that candy bar. We wanted one. It was break time. We didn't have it. And so he's, oh, anybody want to buy this candy bar? I'm like, yeah. You know what the dude did? The other guy beside me is like, hey, yeah. You know, he took and licked the back of it. said, oh, here you go. Well, you know what somebody else did? They said, oh, well, thank you. He's going to watch him eat it. They took and licked the other side and handed it back to him. <laughs> Nobody ate that candy bar. We all just drooled together. Number three is this. Write this down, please. Make a decision to put God first in your priorities. Make a decision to put God first in your priorities. Jesus said this. He said this in Matthew 6, 33. Would you read what's underlined with me? You ready? But seek first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And what I want to tell you is your pastor who loves you is this. Is whatever you put God first in, he blesses. If you put God first in your marriage, he'll bless that. If you put God first on your educational ambitions, he'll bless that. If you put God first on your job, he'll bless that. If you put God first in your finances, he'll bless that. Whatever you put God first in, he'll bless. 
And so the first thing, you know what? If you want God to bless your life, you have to put Him first in your life. And for those of you here today that really are not a Christ follower, you know what? You know all about Jesus. But following Jesus, saying, God, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to do life by the way you say. And that's what being a Christ follower is. And today I want to challenge you. There's a prayer inside of your program that we've written there that you can pray. You don't have to come forward, raise your hand or anything. You can pray. And God will come into your life. The only thing we ask you to do is check it on the back of your connection card. One other thing I want to say to you today. Would you agree that our world is in a mess right now? I mean, what's going on in the news lately is crazy, isn't it? You know what culture is telling us to do? Culture is saying this, is that you've got to choose sides. And when we have to choose sides, that divides us, doesn't it? And so well, here's what I want to tell you something, because people have asked me, well, Jeff, whose side are you on? I said, you know what? I'm on God's side. That's whose side I'm on. And here's what I want to tell you. You see, and they say, well, whose side is God on? God's not on anybody's side. He's on his own side. And when God, this is what God asks us to do. God says, I want everybody to come to my side. And when we, come to, when we come to God's side, then guess what? We can resolve issues and problems. We can talk like brothers and sisters in Christ. And we don't have all this junk going on. Amen? Amen. Christoph, would you come here just a second? You see this guy right here. Did you know this is my son? Now, of course, biologically, he's not my son. But you know what? In the faith he is. You, every, every morning at 6 o'clock, he comes dragging into the gym to work out with this old man right here. But every morning, we, we get to work out together uh, Monday through Thursday. And you know what I'm saying is that, is that what's going on in culture would try to make me not like him just because of the color of his skin. Did you hear that? And what's going on in culture would try to get him not to like me. But here's what I want to tell you. Is that I don't care what goes on out there. It's never going to change how I feel about this man. He is, he is, he is a brother in Christ. He is my friend. And he is, he is a person that I've learned to love and respect. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what news, is, what news is reporting. It doesn't matter who's shouting. It doesn't, it's never going to change the way that I feel about this man. Because he's my brother in Christ. And I want to tell you what Jesus sees is Jesus doesn't see a, a black man, and he doesn't see Casper the friendly ghost here. Because, friend, my sleeve goes up, and you see how white I am. He doesn't see that. What Jesus sees is red because Christoph and I have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and we are one with him. We are one in Jesus. This is it. And so I'm just telling you today, don't get caught up in all of that. And don't let it, don't let it make you choose side. You don't choose a side. You choose God's side. And God will lead us. I, he never fails us. He never forsakes us. He leads us. We go with him all the way. And so I want to let you know today that we stand as SEC. We stand on notice that we are all for one and one for God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christoph.
And so today, I just want to give you that word, is that God is for us. And what makes, listen, what makes us so unique at SEC is that people can't understand how we can all get along. And I'll tell you the one secret that is, you won't know what it is, the one secret is love. It's love. We love each other. We enjoy each other. And that's what will help you. And when you walk out here, I emailed you this week uh, some things to do. We overcome evil by doing good. And so you know what? You, you just love the people around you. And you know what? There's some people around us that seem to be unlovable. But you know what? I love them anyway. You know, and sometimes that's just a smile and say, I'll see you later. God bless you. I got to go. God bless you. And I got to go. Talking about, would you stand right now? Let me pray for you. Today, we're going to have some prayer partners that'll be down here if you'd like for someone to pray with you. If you just want to come and kneel and pray, feel free to do so. But God's going to bless you. God is about to pour. God is about to pour His blessing out on on our church like never before. And I just want you to be ready for it. I just want you to be ready. Because if God blesses you and you got bad habits, then you won't ever know it. But you stop those bad habits, then all of a sudden you're going to know it. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus, let your Holy Spirit touch our hearts, oh God. Lord, those that are walking in sin today, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just speak to them. And God, today they make a decision and lay it down. And God, those that are going through trials and difficulties right now, I pray, oh God, that you would let your Holy Spirit encourage them. Let them know that you're with them, oh God. And for those that are struggling financially, Lord, the devil has told them ever since I started talking, they can't do this. But God, we know, oh God, if you are for us, who can be against us? And we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We are overcomers through you. And today we receive the spiritual blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, sing with us. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.